The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. We get a chance to talk to a man. If you want to talk to somebody who knows some stuff, mm-hmm. you talk to somebody who lives it, works it, and experiences it. And it is covering the SEC. We're going to talk to a man that has covered college football and the SEC for 25 years. This man has been a beat writer for Auburn, Alabama, Tennessee, and now for the Georgia Bulldogs. And he has covered the SEC and UGA athletics for eight seasons. We thank him for joining us. Mike Griffith joins us here in the locker room on the fan 680 93.7 FM. Mike, good morning. Thank you for joining us here this morning in the locker room. Good morning, guys. Thanks for joining us. Hey, we were looking. Finn's going up there. He's going to get his first dose of Tennessee uh, Vols football, uh, a big road game for the Georgia football contingent going up there as well. But when you look at this game, it does have danger written on it just because of the talent level, the run game, and the way that Tennessee runs their offense. Your overall thoughts on, you know, where the strengths and weaknesses for the Vols could be if we are in store for a really close and good game. Line of scrimmage, you know, just like Missouri, you know, Missouri was able to play Georgia pretty even at the line of scrimmage and took Georgia four quarters in uh, Sanford Stadium and, and Tennessee's good at the line of scrimmage as well. I mean, this is uh, the team that led the SEC in rushing and rush defense going into that Missouri game last week. And I know Missouri had their way kind of a strength on strength game, but uh, it's going to be really important for Georgia to get the run game going. You know, uh, Georgia's only had two true road games this year and, I don't know how much of a road game you would call Vanderbilt. So really maybe just one. Uh, and that was at Auburn. And that game went into the fourth quarter. You know, both of those games, Georgia was on the minus side on turnover differential as well. That's, that's a key stat. Mike, one of the things I've noticed about Georgia, really in the entire Kirby Smart era, when the team they play has a number next to their name, meaning ranked, they seem to get up for that game and play their A game. Is Tennessee the type game that you can see Georgia rising to the occasion? 100,000 fans, really good quarterback, you know, obviously breakneck speed on offense and really rise up and do what they've done really through this entire winning streak? I mean, yeah, this that's, you know, Neyland Stadium brings that out in you. I mean, it's 102,000. It's a program that's won 14 in a row at home, uh, going back to that loss to, to uh, Georgia in 2021. So, I don't think this game is about whether or not Georgia gets up. I think it's about how Georgia is able to communicate on the road and how much of their package they could run. Um, how much has Georgia improved since that Auburn road game? I, see, I think Tennessee's a better team than Auburn. I mm-hmm. think they're a more difficult matchup than Auburn. And I think Neyland Stadium is a more daunting environment than Auburn. I also think that Georgia's slow starts, is that's, that's not a good trend. I mean, look, we're talking about the best team in the country, okay, on the one hand. They're coming off their best game of the season. And yet they've given up four straight opening drive touchdowns, and that's that's not a characteristic you want to try to live with. Hmm. Join now Mike, by Mike. Mike, do you think um, – you look back on what Tennessee accomplished last year winning 11 games, and I know they got a different quarterback, and quarterback is everything in this league. Without a quarterback, you can't win at a high level. Do you think Tennessee has peaked? Like, is, was last year the, the peak for Josh Heupel at Tennessee – 
depends on recruiting, you know. I mean, I think I think we know uh, just watching Georgia, so much of it has to do with the weapons that you have around you and dictates what type of offense that you run. And, you know, they lost their two top receivers in the draft, Tillman and Hyatt and then Brew McCoy, uh, the guy coming back that was probably their best receiver. He goes down. And when receiving core goes down, you, you just don't – your quarter is like playing point guard, man. You can dish it out, but if the guy's not hitting the shots, you're not getting the assists. And I think it's kind of like that at quarterback. you got to have guys that get open. And, you know, it's not that Carson Beck all of a sudden became a good quarterback. It's that Carson Beck all of a sudden had Kendall Milton running the ball effectively and Ladd McConkey and, and Brock Bowers on the field at the same time. It makes you a pretty good quarterback when you've got good targets and people to distribute the ball to. So, to me, that's what's kind of hampered Tennessee this year. I've been impressed that Josh Heupel and Tennessee have been able to say, okay, uh, so we're not going to be this explosive pass team. We're still going to run it effectively. And, you know, up until last week, they were in contention for the East. So I I thought Josh did a really good job this year after what he lost. Uh, As far as whether or not they've peaked, that depends on recruiting and and this uh, Nico $8 million quarterback they got. Let's let's see (laughs) if this guy is worth the money they paid for him, right? (laughs) Mike Griffith joining us here in the locker room. He covers the dogs in the SEC for the AJC and Dog Nation. Uh, we're talking about the Tennessee running attack in their offensive line. You got Mary's Mims coming back. The dogs now have uh, seen Kendall Milton keep fighting the end zone, and their run game is right where Kirby Smart wants it. You know, how, how much damage can the defense of Tennessee take before they're in big trouble with the dogs' run game? Well, again, it, it really comes down to the line of scrimmage. You know, Tennessee's defensive front has been pretty salty. I mean, they, they're they not bad guys. I mean, I, this could be the best defensive front that Georgia's run into. And, you know, I, I don't know what Tennessee team's going to show up, right? I don't know how despondent they are about losing last week. But, you know, based on what I know about, uh, you know, high-caliber SEC athletes, they don't stay down long. And if you give them a shot at redemption and in one fell swoop, I mean, if Tennessee upsets Georgia, people aren't going to remember Missouri, okay? And these guys have an opportunity to go out strong and play the number one team in the country on their turf. Uh, So, and it's to me, it's an intriguing matchup. I mean, football is a game of matchups, and if Tennessee wins the line of scrimmage, and it's it's not that crazy of a notion. I mean, I sat there and watched Missouri win the line of scrimmage against Georgia in San Francisco. Kirby Smart told us that. That was what Kirby Smart said, right? Mm-hmm. So will Tennessee win the line of scrimmage? And how will Carson Beck, and this is something that, you know, Hudson can speak to, how does he handle the crowd noise? How does mm-hmm. he handle the moment? Because one thing Kirby said he does is limit the package. They're, they're not going to call as many different protections. They're not going to check as often. Sometimes they, they can't hear each other think. And uh, that's going to limit what you do in terms of your options at the line of scrimmage and for a team like Georgia that really lives off that, I think that could be a factor if they fall behind. You're absolutely right, Mike. No doubt about it. Crowd noise, you know, changes up a game plan. Um, from your standpoint or your point of view, have you seen uh, Coach Mike Bobo imprint on this offense being a little bit different? Can you notice anything different than what he's doing uh, outside of just using weapons? Yeah, no, you you nailed it. I mean, he's got different weapons to use, so it's going to be a different offense, right? I mean, he doesn't have the versatile running back, you know, Kenny McIntosh or James Cook, these guys that can catch the ball 20, 30, 40 yards. They don't have that. That's not in their offense. They don't have 
the jumbo tight end and Darnell Washington that could collapse the side of the line of scrimmage and, you know, match up with any safety in the red zone. They don't have that target either. Um, they do have a little bit more with Ladd. Uh, I think Ladd now, this healthy version of Ladd McConkey is playing like a second or third round wide receiver. I think he's gotten better every year. I think Brock Bowers has gotten better. Uh, we'll see what version of him we get uh, coming off the injury. I didn't think he was 100% last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with Carson, you know, you have a guy uh, different than Stetson. Stetson was kind of a scrambler, extend the play. Carson's got NFL arm talent. And Carson appears to have NFL processing speed. You know, the guy says he can solve Rubik's Cube in under a minute. I guess that counts for something. More importantly, he can solve defensive fronts and coverages. And if he processes and guys get open, they're going to be fine. But, again, I just – Neyland Stadium is going to be different uh, for Georgia. And if they fall behind, it turns into a really dangerous game. Mike, I've seen Glenn Schumann's name uh, mentioned in a couple jobs already, and it's still really early uh, – mainly more for the Mississippi State job uh, than the Texas A&M. But he's only 33 years old, but he's been coaching for a really long time, uh, 14 years already in college football. Do you think he is a legitimate candidate uh, this year in this cycle? And how much do you think his age will, and his youth will maybe affect whether he gets a job or not? Uh, you know, I, I have a hard time – you know, and listen, what Schumann's doing is great. I, I don't want to, you know, say this guy's not doing a good job. But, you know, Kirby talks about eating off the floor, right? Well, this guy's only eating off the floor at Alabama and Georgia, where, where his guys are better than everybody on the other team. I, I don't know that he's as proven as a guy like Dan Lanning, right, where Dan had been other places, Arizona State, Memphis, driven across the country, slept on a cot. You know, Shoe's kind of been at Kirby's side, you know, I'm not going to say Silver Spoon, but, you know, what has he done on his own? What, what do we really know about Glenn Schumann beyond the fact that his players like him and he can coach up the best players in the country? I, I don't know that I want to plug a guy like that in right away at an elite program. I mean, Billy Napier was a reach to me, and that's a guy that had gone out and coached at Louisiana. You know, similar background. He coached at Clemson. He coached at Alabama. Um, I don't know that Glenn really – is in any hurry at 33 years old and, you know, very young children in his family. I don't know that you really want to get on that. um, Don't know that you really want to get on that merry-go-round. You know, even Dan Lanning, I thought it was interesting when Dan said he wasn't going anywhere. Uh, You know, to me, Oregon's not a destination location. (laughs) I can't imagine, you know, unless you work at Nike or something. Um, (laughs) it's, it's, It's a nice place to visit, but, you know, that kind of deal. But the fact that Lanning didn't want to jump into A&M or, potentially Florida, uh, that was kind of telling to me that Dan wants to stay out there for a while, apparently wants to take on the challenges of the Big Ten, even though I think that travel is going to be brutal. I don't think that's a sustainable move for Oregon or Washington. I I just can't see, at least not the way they're going to try to do it with 10-game schedules. But no, Mike, amazing. I'm sorry. So interrupt. Uh, I, I was going to say I digress. I don't think Glenn Schumann is ready for an SEC job, <laughs> and I don't think he's ready to leave Georgia yet and take on, uh, you know, maybe a smaller school job to prove himself. Wow. <laughs> Alarming. Um, we got about 20 seconds left, Michael. And uh, what happened last week with Ole Miss by giving one quarterback pressure on uh, st- on our boy, um, Carson, Carson Beck, Beck. Thank you. Uh, can Tennessee get home at all this week? Yeah, they'll get home. They'll get to him. You know, I don't know how much and I don't know how effectively, but that was Ole Miss, man. That's Oof. Yeah, that's Ole Miss, guys. There's a big difference between Ole Miss and Tennessee's defensive front, and 
And the crowd noise is also going to make it a little bit harder and give those defenders uh, a bigger advantage. So I, I do think they'll get home two or three times. Uh, one of those deals where somebody's band is going to play, Carson Beck's going to have to make some big throws on the road. Great stuff, Mike. We really appreciate it. We have to have you back in the locker room, and we look forward to catching up with you down the road. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Mike Griffith, he is covering the SEC and Georgia for the AJC, part of Dog Nation. We thank you for his time here on the Fan 680-93.7 FM. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to WadeFord.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs. With Blue certified, nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at WadeFord.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer.